Nominally, anyway. Uh, them being myself, Joe Zabinski, and Lord John. But first... The real Rosencruz. <laughs> haven't heard that one in a while, have we? Uh, this is the segment in which, um, most often in this segment, I am reciting um, the Fama Fraternitatis, which was plastered all over, uh, you know, a certain city in Germany. Uh, back 400 years ago and it sort of started the, the lighting isn't great. Yeah, that's better. It doesn't look as creepy that way. Okay, there's the shadow. Anyway, this is for the people on YouTube again. Uh, for those of you listening. Alright, yeah. Here we go. Um, so, Frater Yodav or Frater IT uh, was kind enough to recite the entire thing in the original German. And so, uh, what you'll be hearing at first, and then in the background under, you know, the English, uh, is him reciting the original Fama, and then what I'm reciting is the original English translation of that original uh, Fama Fraternitatis. Dieses Gewölbe unterteilten wir in drei Teile: die Kuppel. This vault we parted in three parts. The upper part, or siding, the wall, or side, the ground, or floor. Of the upper part, you shall understand no more at this time, but that it was divided according to the seven sides in the triangle which was in the bright center. But what therein is contained, you that are desirous of our society, shall, God willing, behold the same with your own eyes. Every side or wall is parted into ten squares, every one with their several figures and sentences. As they are truly showed and set forth concentratum here in our book, the bottom again is parted in the triangle. But because therein is described the power and rule of the inferior governors, we leave to manifest the same. For fear of the abuse by the evil and ungodly world. But those that are provided and stored with the heavenly antidote do without fear or hurt tread on and bruise the head of the old and evil serpent, which this our age is well fitted for. Every side or wall had a door for a chest wherein there lay diverse things especially all our books, which otherwise we had, besides the vocabulario of Theophrastus, Paracelsus of Hodenheim, and these which daily unfalsifieth we do participate. Herein also we found his itinerario and vita, whence this relation for the most part is taken. In another chest were looking-glasses of diverse virtues, as also in other places were little bells, 
burning lamps, and chiefly wonderful artificial songs, generally all was done to that end. That if it should happen, after many hundred years, the fraternity should come to nothing, they might, by this onely vault, be restored again. Now, as we had not yet seen the dead body of our careful and wise father, we therefore removed the altar aside. Then we lifted up a strong plate of brass and found a fair and worthy body, whole and unconsumed, as the same is here lively counterfeited, with all the ornaments and attires. In his hand, he held a parchment called tea, the which, next unto the Bible, is our greatest treasure, which ought not to be delivered to the censure of the world. And so, without further ado, let's get to that interview, or conversation, shall we? Greetings, Fratter. Welcome to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast. Sweet. Nice to meet you in person, finally. Well, sort of. <laughs> you as well, brother. Face to face. You got it. Love so, the necklace. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, it's nice that, that you're the first one to pop on here because this all started with uh, you were asking me some questions. And I thought, yeah. hey, you know, like, I don't know. I, I'm no longer, I've sort of retired from teaching Golden Dawn 99%. And so I thought it would be better rather than just like sit down and compose an email response. Um, I thought it'd be better to get like four, you know, other, well, me and three other perspectives from people who've gone through the whole Golden Dawn system. Um, yeah, and that I think that would be actually more useful because what, what ends up happening, you know, if you only have one teacher, then you're kind of part of like a lineage you know what I mean? Like, and no need to like, uh, and with something that's so sacred and precious as, uh, as, you know, kind of one's own personal relationship with God, like Jesus said, pray in the closet. And, and so you're asking a stranger on the internet for all intents and purposes, teach me how to pray in the closet better. And so it's like, I just thought it would be a good idea. And they're, they're all from different places uh, now. Um, two of them, one of them is up in Canada, you know him, and, uh, and then one is, is an author, but he's not, uh, he, he practices magic, but he's not a practicing member of an order, and then the third one is still in the order that I left, and he, um, I'm not in direct contact with my teacher of many years, who I lived, I, you know, I mean, I lived, he was, I was living with him, you know, basically, I mean, at the temple, I lived at the temple and he would come and go. His name was, uh, I think it's okay to say his name was Ramsey. Ramesses. And, uh, and so, so John over in London, I asked him a question and he says, oh, well, uh, I just asked Ramsey. Ramesses. And he said this, and it blows my mind that he's like still in regular contact with my old teacher. So it's really quite a hey, spectrum of people in different places. Hey, there he is. Speak of the devil. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I was just it? talking about you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. hey, man. How are you, man? I have, I'm good. I have I'm good. 
I have yeah. RC's hat on. <laughs> nice. Hey, can you turn your phone horizontal? I can try. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just so we're all good for YouTube. Oh, that's way better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's nice. Oh, good I like to your see shirt. you, man. Really good to see you. Very cool. I was How just telling doing? him you're in direct contact with Ramsey. Ramesses. Do you think it's okay to say Ramsey? Ramesses. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, nobody knows really who Ramsey is. Ramesses. But... Yeah. In my <laughs> okay. book, I call oh, him Akhenaten. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, and, oh, but brilliant. everybody that calls him Mercurius. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like right. he yeah, has yeah. Curious in it too. So it's nice. That's yeah. Oh, wow. Excellent. Because he was my teacher for God, like a huge chunk of my life was spent in like one on one yeah. regular working with him. And uh, so it tripped me out. Oh, like, we were talking yesterday and you said uh, you, you had just asked him a question we were discussing and he said this. And yeah, we, um, were, we were talking about that. Um, we had a discussion, didn't we? And then I just oh, there happened we to be talking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just happened to be talking to him and um, I just, I asked him the question. I said, well, what is, you know, that thing? And he responded, so. The three of us, all three of us had him as a teacher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you still yeah. do. <laughs> it's yeah. just so interesting. We have such an interesting panel here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so this I is guess, my first time. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say this panel is colored by the unseen, right? If all of us were taught by him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe he's here. <laughs> other, than, other than Fred or DM at the time, uh, I think you're the first, first active member of the old order uh, to be on the Esoteric Nerd podcast. I mean, at yeah. the same time as being actively a member of our old alma mater for, for all intents and purposes, not counting the whatever's going yeah. on with the EOGD or, you know, but like I consider right. Ramsey at ISIS to be my alma mater. My, yeah. my alma mater. <laughs> well, mine too, kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, mm -hmm. It's been amazing, actually. I can't believe the time has gone. It's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you're, you're in India, yeah. you know, everyone's in different places and it's, it's cool. So I, yeah. let's turn it over to Matt real quick. Matt, um, how did you get become interested in practicing the LBRP and the middle pillar and all these things? So uh, I was actually interested in uh, occult sciences when I was uh, fairly young, just like yourself. And then uh, I had a teacher um, or someone that uh, I kind of, he, he knew more about it than what I did. Uh, he ended up kind of being kind of like, uh, I think he had some psychological issues, but you know what? He, uh, he kind of showed me the path a little bit and uh, he kind of got me interested. I, he initially said that the, that the Freemasons had, had, well, I guess they do have uh, some Kabbalistic knowledge, but a lot of it's exoteric, but uh, I, I, ended up joining the Freemasons and uh but that wasn't the knowledge that I was after I was after because like I was already doing the LBRP in the middle pillar I wanted to learn more about magic itself um one of the Freemasons at the lodge that I had joined uh he was a member of the Golden Dawn mm -hmm. and I brought up uh some of the rituals and stuff that I was doing and he kind of pulled me aside and he said that uh 
he was a member of the Golden Dawn in Toronto, and he ended up being the Hierophant, actually. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, it was, I joined I joined the the lodge in Toronto, and uh, that means your friend's teacher's teacher was Ramsey. Ramsey's. I wonder. Uh, I wonder. Your friend's teacher <laughs> yeah, was that's was named. Right. That's absolutely right. And his teacher yep. was Ramsey. Ramesses. As long as as long as it's the same, I don't know. As long as it's the same Toronto order. Right? I mean, well, if it was the other Toronto order, then uh, then that would have been. Uh, I, are we allowed to say on here? We won't say his last name. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> I w- yeah, I know. I wonder if it is the the same order. Um, I'm just looking at my book right now to see if it says uh, in the book here. It says from Isis Serenia, but that wasn't my Templar. I think my was it the is... Holy Order of the Golden Dawn? No, it says Hermetic Order. But uh, oh, yeah, okay. so I wonder. Oh, oh yeah. right. Th- oh, maybe that's through... it's, it's. Oh, I do not. Okay, okay. That's that's Cicero Order. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the yeah, lineage. Okay. I had a feeling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she was also a member of our order for a little while, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that was as well was involved. Uh, was he oh, he was, was connected with that. Oh, wow. So she's connected with everybody. Wow. Is Zach is Zach involved with the Cicero order? I don't think so. He did the Holy no, Order I... of the Golden Dawn, and that was kind of an extreme thing. I don't want to talk mm-hmm. about. I don't want to gossip on here. Hi, Zach. If you're right. listening, I mean, uh, good vibes. <laughs> Feel free to come on as a guest. You know. Yeah, that'd be can... awesome. Yeah, that'd yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> we can, we can, you know, let water under the bridge be water under the bridge. As far as any weirdness that went on on the internet, you know, 15 years ago when we were all young and dumb, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway so so okay so you you got involved but you didn't join or there wasn't an active temple no i did join and there was mm. an active temple i okay. was active for for a bit i t- kind of took a break the past uh few years but uh just kind of been doing my own solo thing mm. i think that they're they are still up and running in toronto but uh, i don't know if they're still because of covid and everything i'm right. not sure if the yeah lodge is as much as anybody can be in covid time yeah, yeah exactly exactly so i've just been kind of doing my thing solo in the future i'd definitely like to join a lodge again and uh like i'm three equals eight right now mm. pretty much oh okay almost, i didn't realize okay yeah almost ready for my four equals seven um right now i'm just like pretty heavy into the tarot um trying to let that all sink in and just learning how the paths and and the tarot all connect on the tree of life so yeah, just yeah, really it all really comes that together, together in right now. Okay, cool. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Oh, did we? Oh, we're still waiting for one. Oh, well, he'll come a little fashionably late. That's okay. Um, yeah, I didn't realize. I don't know why I thought you were uh, like a self-initiate. No, no, I have been through the initiations at the Toronto Lodge. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. For sure. Wow. I mean, I want to ask questions, but I don't feel like it's appropriate on a public forum Go for, for me to ask about oh, someone fine. else's. No, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to ask about about their temple. Is it nice? <laughs> Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah we, yeah, we were using the Masonic Lodge in in Toronto. Is a real okay. older Masonic Lodge, so it had that like. And they decorate cool it nicely. They it. they trans Definitely. transform it. In, okay. For sure. Cool. For sure. Wow. Yeah. How fun. 
okay, well, that's, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hear nothing but good things about that order. Um, you know, we've met, I think, have we all three met uh, the Ciceros at Power Week? Different times, I think. Yeah, but. yeah. Yeah, I've met them before, yep. Yeah, I've met them a couple mm -hmm. times. It was very nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it was very nice. They, they did um, that, that Tree of Life walkthrough, uh, the, the, the live path working where you physically walk up the Tree of Life. And they had yeah, they cast me as that the other day. They cast oh, me yeah. as Hode, and Tabitha was was Netzach, and she's she walks right across the tower path with a and beats me with a rose. I'm like, this is gonna be you know like either doing imprinting <laughs> directly into the subconscious mind. She's telling me to get out of my head and wearing a a, a green robe and slapping me with a rose. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Me with that rose. Oh yeah. yeah. How cool. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Do it again, Mom. <laughs> Madam Letzak. <laughs> oh wow, that's very cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think I met them in London. They came to do a talk about Westcott's tablets at some event in London, and uh, so I met them there. I it think was, I remember. Yeah, really cool. Seeing yeah. that online, yeah. Hmm. She was, I, I mean, I thought Tabitha was really, really a great presenter, but Chick tended to like talking and talking and talking. Yeah, and it was, yeah. it was kind of interesting combination, but yeah, it was a good, it was a very good event. Mm. Well, so they talked about, did they, were they talking about Westcott's elemental tablets? Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And I think they'd managed to acquire them or borrow them or something. So from the, uh, the lodge in England, the United Grand Lodge. And uh, so they've been analyzing them and using them in their book about the concourse of the watchtowers, I think. Mm -hmm. So, um, but they're very interesting tablets because there's lots of additional colors and different things. I don't know if you've seen them, but they have all these stuff, stuff around the edges and stuff. Um, um, like the four yeah, scales no, I, on every, every square. On, yeah. on every square. And also I think around, there's a sort of border as well with other stuff on it. Huh. I'll see if I can send you there. But they're in the book, um, the Cicero's published on the concourse of the Watchtowers, uh, which you can get still, I think, on their on their website. So I bought it yeah, from so them and then I gave my copy to Robbie and I went to South Africa and was reminded by by Siddhartha Tao that I had promised to give it to him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so, uh, so I ordered a copy for him, but I don't have a copy. I don't have, I don't think I've ever even oh, right. opened it, but I got it so that I, well, anyway. <laughs> Amazing. That's my well, story. Yes, you with went that to book. South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Was there was, like? Oh, great. I, uh, I, I recommend um, episodes, uh, I think, four and 98 and 97 i want to say okay. um uh they're all about that um basically i i mean for the for the regular listeners i i'll do a, a very quickie version because I, I i did a big breakdown i think three or four episodes ago mm -hmm. basically um uh so siddhartha k he spent some time in japan in a uh uh, ten, Tendai, is that right? Uh, a, a temple, the, the not, yeah. not, not, um, 
oh what my brain is like having a there's the uh the the, the temple that has the thousand uh statues of of the thousand armed uh goddess canon avalokiteshvara Kuan Yin, oh, like, whatever name i call thee thou art nameless unto eternity um and so i think that's tendai i always want to say tenzin right. but that's like the 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 avatar's son who trains Korra. Yeah. you know um but anyway uh so so he 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 spent some time there i don't know exactly how long but he got really into the the practice of the chanting the heart sutra um i'm showing off anyway um so so anyway so he came back and at some point i don't know in what order everything happened but he became a scientologist and a freemason and uh and then at a certain point he was in staff like 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 he was administering scientology his brother was running a scientology center on the border of zimbabwe uh, wow. And so, so he, uh, so then he had this, this epiphany, I want to start a new religion, and I'm going to call it the Gnostic Church of the Black Sun Kuhoyu, and we're going to have as our core practice, uh, connecting with the ultimate source, even beyond Keter, the Ein, beyond even the three negative veils, and, but we'll use the name Ku, which refers to emptiness and in Bantu, and, uh, and we'll recite the Heart Sutra, which, by the way, has the word "ku" in it a whole bunch, and oh, uh, and so then and then he he built with a Masonic structure and brought in all this Buddhism and all this Hermeticism and traditional African uh, from from what he was raised with, and so the Scientologist said, "Stop or or leave," and he oh. said, "Oh, okay, I guess I'm leaving," and they told his wife. Uh, you either have to get him to stop or divorce him and so she divorced him he like really went all in with this oh. thing and so 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 i was getting divorced uh and uh he, so was he and so so i thought it was a sign you know because he he was one of the first guests on the esoteric podcast and mm. and we both kind of had similar ideas and practices you know so i mean we both had gravitated to to a particular type of practice it's really interesting on different sides of the right. world and uh, and so so i went and spent 10 days with him and uh that was very <laughs> interesting and uh yeah i bet <laughs> what a cool place to go wow yeah. yeah and actually i made them one thing i didn't mention in the other episode was uh you know i was feeling kind of ornery feeling kind of frisky so i made him a um um the the chief tools you know or the the hierophant oh. and the hegemon and and we had a sword painted and um and wow. then then conducted a neophyte initiation for everybody and gave them all names and uh and then had them all step out and just kind of real quick initiated uh k into five equals six you know <laughs> and, oh, uh, wow. and and did the bestowal of the hierophant and the equinox and uh and he yeah. my tattoo, you know, so he's, I guess, oh, yeah. I guess in, in, in that they have a golden dawn, uh, sub set of their education. They're from the BT lineage, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but, but they're not all about golden dawn. In cool fact, that's, that's just one of many things that, that they teach there. So, so yeah, so I got to go and kind of teach, uh, like the, the, the core members in that part of south africa mm -hmm. they've got members in congo and all over the world there was a guy up in france i'll why not i'll just tell some more stories about 
uh, I haven't told this story. There was a guy up in France and he was like homeless. And, you know, I think he was having a lot of trouble. And then, um, and, and so he was getting arrested. And so he got arrested. And, uh, and so the, they, they said, you have to check in once a week. And, uh, you know, so he checked in once a week and they were surprised. And they're like, usually people from, you know, like African migrants who are shown to be like, alcoholics and homeless and all this like they don't check in every week and so they asked him they they, they and they noticed he was writing um like kuho you 9 uh, 1193 at the end of his signature every time and so they were oh, like, really they were like what is this that you're writing here you know and and he said it's my religion and i can't talk about it that's secret you know and so oh, but wow. then they 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 told him like well you know uh tell your tell that organization that we would like to endorse them because you you know by by their fruits shall you know them you like why why do you come here every week and he says because my word is my bond i'm nothing if not my word and so if i say i'm going to be here next week then i do everything i can to make sure i'm here next week and they're like that's really interesting you know coming out of your mouth like who who's your teacher and so that was kind of cool like the french government became interested in uh in this group, right. so. <laughs> that's amazing yeah yeah wow. <laughs> so i was happy to go like give them whatever i could as far as direct experience and you know uh yeah with, with golden Very dawn cool. work because they've got the books but you know to have someone there, there was another interesting story and it, it's a retelling i'm sorry i'm talking too much um basically oh, his his nephew saw a picture of me in an egyptian headdress and he was saying you know these white people they tell us to be christian but then they practice african magic and this kid was looking <laughs> at my picture like i hate him, that guy you know and so then i oh, flew okay. down there and met him and you know shared everything i had with him and i was grateful to receive and so he he at the end of the week was said thank you for just changing my whole perspective on everything in the world you know like and 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 wow now, now i realize that these mysteries are sacred and they're for everybody they're for for the human race and yeah. you know they're not they shouldn't be limited to africa and they shouldn't be you know like this and that and so yeah you know it was really nice and he gave me a a, a copy of um cleopatra and uh, uh caesar and cleopatra it's like oh, really yeah very interesting wow okay i've talked cool. too much I've, I've said too much this is all this is for matt i, I got us together for matt ask us <laughs> questions I, if you, oh, if you yeah. have three adepts that you could just ask any question that you know yeah. for sure for sure no i appreciate this guys. yeah yeah uh, i'll kick it off with uh maybe your five equals six like your vault experience and uh when you when you go through the, the five equals six, do you have a direct experience like what you're just experienced? Like, do you have a um, do you receive higher levels of consciousness and you're you're aware of it? Or uh, is it, again, like the elemental rituals where maybe it just sinks into the subconscious? You're not fully aware of the energies um, is. Yeah. Uh, do you guys kind of understand what I'm? Yeah, I, I've been ask. talking yeah. so much. Do you, do one of you want to go first? Um, sure. Uh, so your so your question is how is our experience of the five equals six initiation in the moment? I guess so, because because I hear like five equals six is associated with the sphere of Tiferet, right? And I guess it's also the sphere of the HGA. So. Um, do you experience, uh, I guess, higher levels of consciousness? Like, it, is there, 
is there kind of like a switch that happens that you, you that you notice or um like do you feel any divine energy um like what's yeah like uh because that is i guess the goal of right is to become the adept to to synchronize all the elementals and like yeah what do, what it, what what does it feel like going through the five equals six and is there a direct experience with the hga or higher levels of consciousness in general yeah yeah um i think i think the first so uh so I, okay so your first question is like like what was it like right yeah and then it sounds like your second question is specific more specifically about the holy guardian angel like is that is the experience of the holy guardian angel um involved in the five equals six initiation at all correct yeah okay yep. okay so i think i think to answer your first question like what is what is the five equals six like um on the, on the surface it's a lot like any other initiation right so like if i was to describe to you what it was like physically to go through the five equals six it would be a lot like a lot like any other initiation except not at all um for a lot of different reasons i think uh so so i'm just i'm gonna try to like go into like just a couple deeper layers of it um i think i think the layer under the first layer underneath is you're right this was it's sort of a uh it's a culmination of everything that's come before right and you can really say the same thing about about any about any like like hierarchical initiation structure right so as you go along you're like you know i've i've worked for i've worked for so many months and now now i'm a theoricus i've worked for so many years and now i'm a portal right and then and then at some point you say i've worked for this long and i've become i've become a five equals six now and that was that's an important psychological component of it um but i think even but most importantly when you're actually going through the five equals six, you were in a completely different state of mind. Um, I think, and that was that has a lot to do with the practices of our common alma mater. But like when you actually get into it, um, you're 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 totally far away. I mean, like like you're uh, uh, you know you are you are both you are exhausted you are um you are very you are very open to the higher when you when you actually go through it um and you're also very passive that's that i remember that's something that that's something that really um that's something that was an important part of the five equals six that i didn't see coming was just how like passive you are when you're actually there you're like okay here's this thing now here's this thing now oh i have to say this oh it's okay like and you like you don't even you don't remember this when you're going through it you do not remember the structure of like what's supposed to come next everybody and 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 this is this is a really important part of it is that is that you as an aspirant when you've hit five equals six it's like because i mean like there's books all over the place that describe various aspects of this right and you can you can like study it in depth before you ever go through it but when you're actually going through it you really don't know anything about it 
Um, and it's the community of adepti that are around you that are literally initiating you into this thing. Um, it's probably five equals six was probably the rawest initiation that I've ever gone through where it's like, you know, I thought I was ready. I was not ready. And then, and then like, you know, days later, okay, now I'm ready. And I'm like, eh, okay, here we go. And like, and um, every, you know, and everybody, but everybody around you has already gone through this and they know what you're going through and they can, and they help you. And so really when you join the College of Adepti, those other adepts around you are, are, are very important because they are part of your, they are part of your community. Without those other adepti, like really, are you an adept? Are you an adept at all? That's that's. I think that that's a valid question to ask. Mm. Um, and I think that that's a question that that's, yeah. that's been with all the of the College us. of Adepti becomes the shared brain. Sometimes, like a board mm. sense. I mean that the word egregore is defined by the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn as groupthink. So it's not even like a, you know, it's like oh, <laughs> okay, you know, then it's invented by the Hermetic Order of the Golden, like, at least according to Wikipedia. But uh, yeah, for sure. Like I, that was one thing I, if I had a thought at some point during the day, I wonder this. And then when there were eight of us together on a Sunday and like we hadn't really started yet. And I'd say, what do you guys think about this? And I get the, the, the opinion of like a, a brilliant platoon commander in the Marines followed by like a magician massage therapist healer followed by you know what i mean like a like a corporate ceo woman you know at, at like bam 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 all of which have digested the entirety of the golden dawn uh system and so that's a powerful that's a battery towards something I mean, it can be a battery toward nothing or a battery toward something or a battery towards the wrong thing. I think those are the three options. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and then I was just thinking real quick, uh, I, I think I'm, I, not a lot of people in the world can say, you know, my former proctor in the Golden Dawn is now a bona fide bishop in the Episcopal Church who, by the way, went through the entire system of the Golden Dawn in at least two different orders. No, I think only two. Um, one was ours and the other was Poke Runyon's Golden Dawn, um, based out of uh, uh, Culver City. Anyway, uh, so so yeah, it must be interesting going through the five, six for the second time and being like, ah, you know, it's kind of refreshing not getting whipped in this one, you know, and by the way, I like the way you did the pasto, so the interpreting of lamps is a little different from in the last place I uh, saw this part of the five equals initiation. Well done with the, uh, you know, the diversion tactic, so I didn't see you having to rearrange things, you know, like, it's kind of funny to think about. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a, it's a very unique experience, isn't it? I mean, when I went through Neophyte, that was an incredible experience. And I remember afterwards just being dazed and thinking, whoa, what, what have I just been through? Mm. And then, you know, later on, it's a similar experience, I think, with the, the five, six. It's like, wow, that was so different and so sufficiently unique that I, I don't think you, I could ever have imagined, no matter mm. what I'd read or knew before, mm. you know, about what it, what it was going to be. And it called it made me think to myself, what is an adept? Mm -hmm. What is it? I mean, what, what, that's the question I'm still left with really. What is an adept? You know, mm -hmm. 
it's more than just wearing a white robe. It's um, more than a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like not like a challenge, like, oh, this is challenging, but it's like throw your glove down, you know, like like Mm. it's a challenge, you know, like, Mm. are you going to, what do you, you know, I mean, like it should be. I mean, the word Christian ought to be that, but it, you know, for many doesn't, you know. Mm. And what's interesting is, oh, go ahead, John, I'm sorry. Oh, no, all I was going to say was, you know, there is the idea that we are, we're all in a debt already. And so it's just uncovering that and trying to uh, manifest that through a set of um, tools that enable you to uncover that, I suppose, throughout the grades and, and things. Because the grades are really artificial divisions, aren't they? You know, really, you could divide up the material in different ways, but um, they're just the traditional way we do it. Yeah. So at the end, you end up with this huge body of knowledge. But actually, what use is knowledge? You know, what use is that when you, you're finally in in going through your five six and you come out the other end and you 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 have those realizations Mm. and you start to think you know it's not about the external stuff yeah at least that's that's how i i kind of saw it and then start to really ask question myself even more you know it's like Mm. when you 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 think you've studied everything and you know everything you actually know nothing there's one moment There's one moment that I, I don't mind sharing. I, uh, I give myself permission a long time ago to share all these things with uh, as I see fit. But anyway, because um, they made me a chief and everything's except by the permission of the chiefs. And so I'm like, okay, BT, you have permission. Um, so, the BT lineage can decide. Yeah, the BT lineage. Um, so yeah, there's a moment in, uh, there's a few like, you know about the one in uh, Theoricus, I think where, or maybe practicus, I'm trying to remember which it is, where the hieris says, this diagram shows you the correct at, uh, attributes, uh, you know, uh, uh, of the Hebrew letter to the tarot trumps. And this should never leave your lips, never share this with a zealotor or a neophyte and never with the outer world for it is a long kept secret. And it's like, okay, you know, I read about this when I was a kid in like 1600 different books, you know, so it's like, there's some anachronistic moments where it's like, let's all pretend that this is Shakespeare times, you know, and so, so (laughs) there's one of those where, where you're, it's revealed the uh, true and accurate colors of the tree of life, where the supernals are white, gray and black this is in the five six initiation uh and and has said is blue and 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 Yabura's red and the paths are the colors you know that we're used to seeing them that we see them on the cover that we people have tattooed to their bodies you know and uh and and then we know specifically how Crowley changed it and everything but there's a moment in the five equals six initiation where it's revealed these are the colors and but the way that it's revealed and the wording, and especially like you said, when you're in that alternate state, you sort of forget that it's like, it's not being revealed to you for the first time. Like maybe you backed up behind the timeline of your own existence and, uh, and, now, you, uh, and now you're learning it for the first time or something. And, uh, but, but colors are forces and the child of the forces are you is, is the, something very close to that line. And so, so all those colors in the vault and all of those colors on the tree of life and in the temple and, uh, you know, uh, with the black and white, you know, because the, the way we did it anyway, I don't know if everybody does it this way, but black ceiling, black walls, black and white tile, and then all the, co- so the colors all just kind of like stood out. 
And, uh, and so things like that, I mean, you don't even need to ever take LSD um, to like, <laughs> to go through a good solid five, six initiation. Now, I don't know if the Cicero's I, in fact, I can bet that they don't, but I'm not going to ask. Uh, but we had a thing where we would put the person in a box, like a coffin, like a large, comfy sort of coffin, not very comfortable, with a sleeping bag uh, for like two and a half days. No, 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 one and a half days, 24 to, 30 to 36 hours. And uh, they would start to really stink in there. And someone would be on duty, letting them out to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, they were locked in. And, uh, and so there were all kinds of fun stories about people peeing in the box and someone falling asleep and not waking up when they were knocking. And, uh, and so, so that's like, that's going to set you up for anything. You could do that before a neophyte initiation and people be like, the neophyte initiation blew my fucking mind, you know. Um, but the fact that it's the five, six initiation with all these layers and with the vault and all these colors and just and like becoming Christ and all it's it's a trip it's a mind fuck you know but it's intentionally a mind fuck it's designed I mean our like it was designed by the original people back in 1800s to be to blow your mind and then we had sort of a oh a showman you let's say you know sort of a sort of a oh how to describe you know like a we had a few people that were like very like like stage there was one guy that was the stage director that was Ramsey Ramesses. and then there was the the head guy was the uh you know sort of the hypnotist uh in neurolinguistic programmer uh you know like uh let's let's rewire the brains of these people you know so it was pretty damn intense i don't think i don't know if anybody in the world does it that way or anything close to that way what we got and we there was bloodletting there's like okay by the way we're gonna cut you do you consent and like there was only one person who ever said no and they were people were just like you know what she's gonna fall you know she's gonna like there's no way she didn't get the cut you know and then it's when she left everybody said see it's because she didn't get the cut like that's a cult this is a culty the culty version um but uh and then a lot of whipping for me it was speaker wire they didn't have a proper whip so they just got some speaker wire with the metal edges sticking out and whoosh, a lot of a lot of a lot of blood when i got home my my girlfriend at the time was horrified anyway that's my story um you know so i mean not a lot of like angelic visions or anything um but it was it was quite an experience i mean another an, an worldly experience for sure Thank you, Matt Garrity, Joe Zabinski, and Lord John, for having this conversation with me on the Esoteric Nerd podcast tonight. Um, you might notice it cut out kind of weirdly there at the end, didn't really close properly, there was no response, that was because I was talking to myself, my Wi-Fi had gone down. Um, so the second half of the conversation, because I continued to have Wi-Fi problems that night, uh, the second half of the conversation is on the Magic Without Fears podcast, if I'm not mistaken, episode 65. And uh, so go ahead and tune it on over to Magic Without Fears, and, uh, and you can have some closure on that conversation. And um, 
Also, I'm going to put up here, uh, that's, that's my personal YouTube, uh, as opposed to the Esoteric Nerd, the BT thing. Um, I have a new series here called uh, Buddhist Books. Work doesn't give you stress, it's you and your state of mind. No, no, Sadhguru, it's the fucking system. You know, like, get with the program. Anyway. Haha, <clears throat> another card. Um, that, uh, yeah, check it out uh, if you're into it. It's me reciting Buddhist books uh, with, with commentary. And uh, so, uh, special thanks to Susumu Ueda and his father and the other monks at Jofuku Inn on Mount Khoisan for the music you're hearing right now. Special thanks to Camille and Kennerly for the harp transition into and out of the interview itself. Special thanks to Rolly and Ash and what's his name and, you know, who's it's for, uh, for being the background dogs in the, uh, in the intro and outro of this episode and most importantly special thanks to you the esoteric nerd listening to this podcast so i'll close uh with a simple prayer that my dad and i used to do after our morning meditations and that is to the north and to the south to the east and to the west to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below. We send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Oh. Good night.